BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. Sticky notes, email alerts, a string around your finger. They're just not big enough. So here's a big reminder from the California Lottery. Tonight's Mega Millions jackpot is over $175 million. Whew. Play now. Please play responsibly. Must be 18 years older to purchase player client. John is on vacation. I'm here with Deborah Mark, the news presenter. Oh, thank you, Ken. Lovely to be here with you. I guess if I call her a reader, she's upset. I'm the anchor. Uh, in about 15 minutes, we will reveal another keyword. The big voice guy will announce what the word is, and you enter it at the website. You have a chance at $1,000. Next hour, the usual Friday, we're going to have the Moist Line folks see what message they left us this week. We will put a hack into the dumpster. It all deals with the big theme of the week, which came to a head yesterday, and the announcement that L.A. County will not be bringing back the indoor mask mandate. But right now, speaking of medical stories, it's time for an update on the other medical story the monkeypox alex stone abc news for kfi is going to come on to give us the latest on what's going on here in california states of emergencies have been declared in some places let's get the latest hey there cat news presenter how british of you the yeah, no, it's news funny. presenter we well that, that wasn't even somebody to told me a years ago that we're supposed to call it the john and ken program it's not a show <laughs> we're the program i don't know about that no uh, so, yeah, I was going to say uh, Alaska, Montana, and Wyoming, that they're the only ones uh, without any monkeypox uh, being reported. But oh, boom, Alaska, <laughs> they got theirs today. Oh, so, no. Montana and, and, and I've Wyoming. I've read there's been, there's been some deaths outside the U.S. There have been, yeah. Uh, Montana, Wyoming, and I think Vermont as well. That uh, They may have them. They just haven't reported them yet. And so the U.S. Uh, has around 5,000 cases now. Majority are in California and in New York and in that most are in the Bay Area and in L.A. And so that is why uh, the Bay Area, San Francisco, uh, specifically declaring a state of emergency now. And 
Uh, Mayor London Breed, uh, she's up there saying. By sounding the alarm, what we're saying is this is not going to be ignored, that this is a public health crisis. Now, right now, it is mainly in the LGBTQ community getting hit the hardest, but doctors are emphasizing it is not a sexually transmitted disease. It is by spending time with somebody, sharing clothing, being in a bed with them, uh, spending a lot of time with them, that it's in that circle, but they say that it will eventually, if we don't somehow end it, which doesn't look like we're going to, that it will break out, uh, and it's going to be a bigger problem beyond that. But the mayor's saying... If there were any other community that was disproportionately impacted by monkeypox, the way the gay community has been impacted, this whole country would be up in arms. And the, the gay community in the Bay Area is saying they feel like middle America, other areas don't care right now because it's being seen as a a gay disease and kind of like the beginning of AIDS and well it doesn't affect me that if you're not in LGBTQ in the the community if you're not in these areas of the the country then you kind of say well I'm not at risk and it's their deal but uh, doctors are saying it it may not remain that so California not yet declaring uh, its own uh, emergency the federal government being pressured to declare one federally nobody in California has died uh, 11 of the 800 or so who have gotten it have been admitted to the hospital uh, in California. But today we got a uh, briefing from Dr. Tomas Aragon, the state public health director. He's saying we're leveraging a lot of the infrastructure that we built around COVID. So our ability to do case investigation, contact tracing, the vaccine registry, our disease surveillance system. So we have all these systems in place. And Ken, he's saying what they're really battling right now is that misinformation that's out there in California and elsewhere that it is a gay sexually transmitted disease. And he said what they need people to realize is that's totally wrong. It's been uh, sent around on social media and in some other forms of media. And they're worried that's going to allow it to spread more based on people saying, well, I'm not at risk. And if they've got the things on their skin when they get it that they go no those are mosquito bites and that they're not going to know what it is and he says that's what they've got to deal with monkeypox can affect anyone and it spreads by skin-to-skin contact as well as from sharing items like clothing bedding and towels and very rarely it can be respiratory or by touching something so in new york they've got people saying well if i rent one of those city bikes you know those things that you ride yeah. around on and then leave them wherever If somebody with monkeypox before me touched it, can I get it? And doctors are going, well, probably not, but there is a slight chance of that. If you're in the room or on a bus with somebody, could you get it based on their respiratory droplets? Technically, yes, but but highly unlikely. So the vaccine is going out there. California's gotten about 37,000 doses. Uh, They say 72,000 more are on their way from the, the feds to California long lines at clinics to to get it especially in the bay area uh but right now the numbers are going up and their clinics mainly in gay neighborhoods in the bay area that's who has the most exposure right now and meets the criteria that adds to the overall feeling of, of what this is but the docs are saying it is not that and that they they want everybody to know that they're still prioritizing who gets the vaccine is that what they're they doing? are there's not enough of it right now and uh, so those who are showing up at clinics, uh, they're, they're being asked, uh, are you in the LGBTQ community? Have you been around anybody? Do you know anybody? Uh, and then they're getting priority for it. Probably going to be that way for a while and, uh, until we get more. 
Now, no real hospitalizations from this, though, is there? There have been 11 in California. 11? Yeah, out of 800. Um, so there are a few, but uh, numbers have been low. And then they're saying, uh, look, that you can die from it. Elsewhere people have. You're probably not going to. It's more of a disfigurement thing that after it just has to the, run its course right or yeah something? the things all over your skin that sometimes a, the lesions and the, yeah the, the lesions leave scars and whatnot so mm. more than anything that doctors are saying you'd rest your life you, you don't want that then there's no real treatment no you know it's it's like getting in that way chicken pox or smallpox uh you you let it do what it's gonna do um there mm. may be cream or something that you put on there there's a vaccine obviously to prevent it but uh if you go down where you're getting seriously ill then uh, you go to the hospital and they can do things but generally no yeah i mean and the point you made just like with aids because it started in a certain subset population it can tend to stay in that population just because of the way people don't mix and mingle that close together in other words the lgbt community people sometimes that's who they're seeing on a daily basis they may see well yeah and that's members. what doctors are saying that's why so far it's kind of stayed in that uh, that group, but the the fear is that you get it outside of that, and then it spreads just like it has been in in that community, and and then you it's all over. So uh, right now it's mainly there, but where it's going to go, they don't know. And when you declare a state of emergency, what does it mean? Like San Francisco yeah, yeah, declare money. one in California? Uh, yeah, money, money, resources, right. all of that. If the state were to do it, they could uh, request more vaccine and. Uh, make more things where uh, treatment that people wouldn't have to pay for and all of that. But in, in San Francisco, the, the mayor is saying this is to bring awareness. It brings money, resources. The, the state can send things to the Bay Area that way. But, but yeah, it's generally to say, all right, uh, remove the red tape that, that we need the money, and, and then they're able to get it. All right, take your monkey pox and get out of here, Alex. Yeah, oh, I don't have it. I'm not taking it. You got it. Thanks, Ken. <laughs> All right, Alex Stone, ABC News for KFI, with the latest on the monkey pox report. Obviously, it does not spread as easily as COVID-19. We know that. But as Alex said, not necessarily just from sexual contact. It can be other forms of contact and even sharing things with people. But the number of cases tells us that the transmission rate is clearly not as rapid as like this latest variant of COVID. All right, when I come back, the first thing, almost, I will do is reveal the latest keyword. Your chance to win $1,000 here on KFI. John and Ken show. A couple of stories coming uh, from the international scene today. I don't think any man in the world would have passed up trying to read more while cringing at the headline this morning that there is a graphic video of a Russian soldier allegedly castrating a Ukrainian prisoner of war. I looked at that and I said, I, first of all, the, the website that I looked at it said, here's the video, it's graphic. And then they didn't include any footage. You just saw a guy leaning over another guy. They were all dressed in fatigues. They looked like they could be soldiers. And he had some kind of a weapon, I mean, like a box cutter or something like that. Oh. I, I thought it might be fake news, which is why I kind of wanted to wait a few hours on the story, because I, I sometimes when things are really over the top, there's a reason they're over the top. They're not real. And they call them deep fakes, where videos can be easily altered to make it look like something that didn't happen. However, reading the stories this afternoon, and again, this circulated from the Ukrainian side, clearly it would be, uh, the person that posted the footage 
was a Ukrainian member of parliament, Inna Sovsan. She posted the footage, but her account then got suspended. The video depicted a Russian soldier from the Chechen battalion uh, cutting off the genitals of a Ukrainian POW. Several outlets reported that a group of Russian soldiers held down the man who was wearing Ukrainian fatigues, shouting derogatory language at him. A box cutter-like knife was then allegedly used to mutilate him. It says here it's unclear what happened to the soldier after the video ended. Many believe some reports claim that they probably killed him. She posted this on Twitter saying people should know what Russia is doing. But it's unclear when or where the footage was taken. There's an assistant foreign editor to the Times by the name of Maxim Tucker, who said he believes the video is genuine, according to the Netherlands-based investigative website Bellencat. So whatever procedures they took to try to ensure that it's real, they're believing that it is. A uh, Ukrainian presidential advisor took to Twitter to, of course, to be outraged over this. Russian propagandists were delighted to show how a group of Russian and humans destroyed a captive. Because you have to ask yourself, who took the video? And it's probably another Russian soldier. Now, were they sharing it because they thought it was pretty cool that they castrated a Ukrainian soldier and somehow it got from that group of people like Russian soldiers and circulated itself around to this lady in the Ukrainian parliament? I don't know. I mean, I nothing surprises me. This story, uh, the whole invasion of Ukraine by Russia has kind of just disappeared on a day-to-day -day basis from most of the news. People just were really riveted by the story back in February when it happened. I always tell people it's locked in my head. February 24th was the day that Russia officially invaded Ukraine. But, you know, in the months since then, the story kind of faded because it's the day-to-day -day grind of war, which is terrible because a lot of people are dying, including civilians. But it just can't get the intensive coverage. It got the first few weeks. People kind of move on. And, uh, you know, my understanding is that Russia is controlling a, a number of territories in Ukraine, but uh, uh, not much else comes out of that. So I did see the other day that they think that Russia has lost 75,000 soldiers in uh, this invasion of Ukraine. Now, also uh, making news on the international side is this possibility that uh, California's own Nancy Pelosi, the congresswoman from San Francisco, and the longtime Speaker of the House of Representatives, may end up in Taiwan. Now, the thing is, she is taking a trip to Asia. Taiwan is supposed to be on her travel schedule. But what's happened in the last week could alter that. And it's a question of, is anybody going to blink? Because China has made it very clear. And today, one of their media spokesholes put out the message that if Nancy Pelosi does fly into Taiwan and her plane is accompanied by U.S. fighter jets, there's a possibility they would shoot them down out of the sky. The words that came, or at least the interpretation, and this is a message on Twitter, a commentator with the Chinese state-affiliated Global Times, because all the media is there as government-run, said, if U.S. fighter jets escort Pelosi's plane into Taiwan, that's an invasion. The PLA has the right to forcibly dispel Pelosi's plane and the U.S. fighter jets, including firing warning shots and making some tactical movements to obstruct. If that's ineffective, 
then shoot them down. So this is their way of saying that you better not try this because this could be a bluff, but who knows? And uh, she isn't really saying much, which tells me she's not going to do this unless somehow she gets in there on the sneak. But, you know, she's photographed, videoed inside the country talking to Taiwanese leaders. Uh, that wouldn't be good. I, she's going to Japan, South Korea, Malaysia, and Singapore. In response to a question about a trip to Taiwan, Pelosi only said, I don't talk about my travel because it's a security issue. Because you're in a situation here where you don't want to look like you're backing down to the Chinese and you're a supporter of Taiwan. You want them to know that. But you also want to make it clear that you know, give, give China the finger. I'm going wherever I want to go. Uh, she added the president earlier this term talked about a strong emphasis on the Asia Pacific and the Congress of the United States will be part of that initiative. So that's nothing but generic blob. Um, but China's made it very clear. You probably know there was like a two hour, supposedly a two hour phone conversation between Biden and the president of China, where I don't know how much of this subject came up, but uh, they're very, very, very not happy if any U.S. official like Pelosi were to visit Taiwan because they still believe that that is their territory. And remember back in February when Russia invaded Ukraine, everyone was making the comparison that if the world just sits there and watches and lets Russia take Ukraine, and remember what the military experts thought at the time, it was going to happen in a matter of days, which it did not. But that the Chinese were watching this and this could lead to their move to take Taiwan. But since it didn't go, I don't think it's gone particularly well for Russia. Certainly it was not an easy task. But uh, I think the Chinese may still have this in mind. Although, you know, the situation's been going on for so many decades. You would think if they were really going to take Taiwan back. But, you know, they're patient. It took them a long time to get Hong Kong back in their territory. So maybe they'll try to do this. But they did that without an invasion and an agreement with the British. But uh, in the case of Taiwan... Not sure what they'll do. All right, I got more coming up on the John and Ken show. There seems to be a, mount, a number of uh, incidents of rage going on in California and around the country, and it centers on road rage and theme park rage. We'll talk about that next on the John and Ken show. Yeah, Deborah Mark, the news, what it means, why it matters. That's right, because I'm the presenter. Yeah, well, well tell us why it matters. I No, then we'll just skip you today or... You know, there's a few important stories that you need to know. You know, of course. <laughs> but I you know, need the, the other ones millions. anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, 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 I do have to all fill kinds. the time. Uh, yes, the, we'll be talking about the Mega Millions. Every, people have to do this. Everything you need to know about the Mega Millions drawing, it's at 8 o'clock tonight. Ken, what are you going to buy if you win? Uh, buy? Nothing. Are you going to quit, Deborah Mark? Will you quit your news presenter job no, if you win? No, I'm still going to be your news reader, Ken. Well, wait, your husband has the tickets, though. So, yeah, but we're know. married. It's California, so uh, I get half. Community property. That's right. Yes. Uh, right. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about uh, the dopey Mega Millions frenzy. Eric Sklar, did you buy tickets? No, I'm not into the lottery. You know, and you never have? No, never have. <laughs> it's, it's hard to avoid the frenzy. He's right? independently wealthy. I mean, Absolutely not. I did not say that. 
We we even maybe got John to crack down. We didn't know if he actually bought the tickets last night, but he was acting like a. In all the years we've done the show and talked about these big lottery prizes, he has never indicated a desire to buy a ticket. And suddenly this week he did, which. I credit you, Deborah Mark, because yeah. I think you've been a big influence on him in a lot of ways. I put the pressure on him, Ken. It's kind of scary because you're feminizing him. I'm not feminizing. Well, I, I think to some degree you've, you've helped soften him. Well, yeah, that's we're not seeing a, bad a softer thing. side of John Cobalt. I mean, yeah, I mean, because he's a classic toxic male, and I think you've... Uh... Exactly. And do we really want headaches every single day? Do we really need to hear the screaming every day? Now, speaking of the other toxic male... Have you straightened out your thing with Ray Lopez over the dog adoption story, or how's that going? No, I just ha- I've given up. You know what? Oh, you he quit, doesn't right. want my help, then I'm not going to offer it anymore. Oh, okay. Because he said you were sending him texts and stuff from listeners who were. Oh, I d- oh I still do that. Yes. Oh yeah, right. I've gotten a few, and I of course I forward them to him. Absolutely. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, we talked about this the other day around this time. Ray, our producer, wants to adopt a. I guess a puppy, right? He wants a young dog? Yes, he wants a puppy, and he doesn't want it neutered. It has to be a male, obviously. And he right. wanted a, a furry puppy. I mean, he has... That's fine. You know, apparently I'm in the minority when it comes to the John and Ken listeners. I can't understand it, but I do have a few supporters. But apparently most people think that Ray should be able to choose what he wants. And I think that's consistent with the John and Ken audience. Yes. We do believe in freedoms and individual choice. And I never said he has to get a dog that I choose. I'm just saying, instead of purchasing a dog, go to a shelter, go to a rescue organization and choose. I'm not saying he has to get the dog I choose for him. I no, just but, he, put but it out there. he wants a breed, and he wants a breed with testicles. And if you get it from a shelter, they do neuter them. So that that's why it's on the X list. He doesn't yeah, want that. Yeah, I know, I know. But it's, it's hard for me to wrap my head around this, Ken, when there are so many animals that desperately need homes. I, I just, I can't understand why you would go out and spend thousands of dollars when there are so many great animals out there that, that need your, your love. There is not a day that I have walked outside of my neighborhood and seen people walking animals, and there's lots of dogs where I live. I can identify every breed. So they're all doing the same thing as Ray's doing. They really want to go out and get themselves some particular breed, some particular dog. I don't know if they're neutered or not. I didn't ask that question. I didn't look. But that's, I mean, you call them designer dogs. You yep, know, you got yep. all the, 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 the hybrids now. Mm-hmm. There's so many of those freaking Labradoodles and oh, things God. in my neighborhood. And, and Golden Doodles. But and... right away, I see the dogs. Oh, there's a Beagle. Oh, there's a Dachshund. I can see right away. It's like I'm not looking at a mutt. I know that. There's, I think there's one lady down the street that has some sort of weird cross. Oh, there's actually a woman that was right across from me. Because I asked her one day, what is that? Goes, and what did she say? I don't know. <laughs> it, was, it was long like a Dachshund, but kind of had a Chihuahua head. It was like oh, a Chihuahua a well, no, I think there was four or five different uh, wow. breeds in this one. Well, that's what a real traditional mutt is. We had a real traditional mutt when I was a child. We called him Toby. And he had, he was small, but he kind of had like a German Shepherd head. It was a, like a really odd collection of different dogs. And we soon realized why, because back then we didn't neuter. So all our dog did, he was to go out and fornicate all over the neighborhood. He did. <laughs> That's what he spent his days doing. Because what a horn the, dog. We let the dog run free. As that back in the day, that's what a lot of people did. And the dog knew to come home at night and get its food and kind of sleep. And then the next morning, you'd be out playing with your friends and you'd see the dog go by. Hey, and he'd, he'd ignore us. He was not He was not like, he's not going to come up and like wag his tail and cuddle. He'd just kind of, eh, see you around. And he'd take off and he'd look for some other female to uh, 
Yeah, because uh, like a, uh, like a year or so later, we started to see dogs that Man, looks a lot like Toby. <laughs> so I believe he's been breeding in the neighborhood. But you know, I think it's a it's a it's a it's a classic battle, and I I, I am completely in the middle. I don't have a dog. I'm not going to get a dog, but I understand completely. You're right that. If I did, I probably would look at a shelter. I would do that. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. Because I don't, I kind of resent the fact that everybody in my neighborhood has to have. But I, but I understand because sometimes the, the way we follow this, we kind of fall in love with certain breeds or just certain dogs. Like, you know, we talked about the husky last hour. Some people just yes. love that dog and it's got a really cute look and beautiful eyes. And they don't want like a crossover. They want a husky husky, right? They want a real breed. So. They uh, they look for that. I so. get that. Look, I love labradoodles and golden doodles. I think they're they're beautiful. I really I really do. But I cannot unless there was one at a rescue or a pound. I cannot see myself ever going there. Right. I just I, I this is not who I am. Right. But, you know, you tried to influence Ray, and you gave him some selections, and he rejected them all. So yeah, I know. You 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 did your best. I you did. Tried. I I I tried. I really did. And look, I. I hope he gets the dog he wants, but I just, you know, I have to be true to how I feel. I'm not trying to bully anybody. I'm just expressing. And because it is such a huge problem, I, I, I just, I, I think that he, that he should really go to a rescue. And, and then, you know what, and Ken, I have to say this too, because some listeners actually have sent me uh, information about this. And, I, and I've mentioned it to, to Ray, but he's kind of blown me off. There are rescue organizations that have designer dogs yeah they do they there's do. a dachshund rescue there's yeah. a greyhound rescue See, right. there you go there are specific breed rescues and they're probably if they're not 100 percent, they're probably close to being right the, the full breed but yeah you're right he could do that because yeah. he did he have his sights on one particular thing or no i think i, I don't know he may be turned off now <laughs> from getting a dog i'm not sure oh i that's think right, he just wants something fluffy and furry right the one that passed away was a breed right yeah, what was that? I think a it was pom- a Pomeranian. Pomeranian. Yeah, right. Pomeranian. That's what he said. Because yeah. he told me years ago they used to like boxer dogs. That's what I thought he liked. But Oh, yeah. That'd be quite different from a Pomeranian. I have heard him mention he had a boxer in the past. Yeah, he was really attached so to So now it's boxer. time for him to go and get a mutt. He's had the purebreds, so it's mutt time. All right. Yeah, no, I don't no. think you're... No, I don't think it's going to work for you. So. Um, oh, by the way, on another topic uh, that I just saw, I know you don't care about this stuff, the substitute meat. Ugh, yeah. But it looks like the McDonald's McPlant burger. <laughs> I forgot about it. it. It's flopped. Oh, really? Yeah. They had a deal, I guess, with Beyond Meat to make this patty, and they called it... I mean, it's a horrible name, a McPlant? Yeah. How is that going to... Ew. You know what? This is what I think. What am I eating? A cactus? I know. But you know what? I think you should just do an avocado sandwich or, or avocado toast. So places that are trying to, to do those Beyond Meat patties, just do, do avocado toast. All the vegan people love avocado toast. Uh, oh, that's, I guess that's my it, marketing well, tip for the day. But I think the idea was to attract people that even like meat to maybe try this. So they'll feel like they're doing something better for themselves. And they thought that would be, it wouldn't just be attracting vegetarians and vegans. I think McDonald's yeah, wanted to get people that just thought, oh, I shouldn't eat that much meat every day. Maybe today I'll get a McPlant. But um, it looks like, and, and by the way, the whole Beyond Meat sales, apparently their stock has fallen 53% this year. Mm. So I think that phase is over. People obsessed with this uh, alternative to meat because- Meat tastes good. If a burger is done right, it really does taste good. Uh, a lot of them just do it. Try a quinoa patty. If it's done right, it's uh, delicious. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I told you the one place that made the best veggie burger was Houston's, the chain. But they closed a lot of those. One near me closed. That was, it just tasted really grilled and fresh and... That's the only one I've ever had that made me think, huh, oh, I could eat this every time. Yeah, and there's a restaurant, actually, and it is a chain, and they used to have on their menu, it was the one or two vegan, one of the, I think there was one vegan option, and it was a quinoa patty, and I loved it. And, of course, they don't have it anymore. <laughs> All right. We got more coming up in the John and Ken Show. We'll go through the whole Mega Millions frenzy uh, all of the options you would have and the taxes and all. One thing you should know, this is one rare thing about California. They do not tax lottery winnings. The state of California. More coming up in the John and Ken Show on KFI. We are minutes away from the 5 o'clock Friday hour. Where we'll bring you the moist line at around 520. There'll be one more keyword that you can enter at the website for a chance to win $1,000. We'll begin the hour by talking about what just about everybody's talking about in lots of states around the country. The Mega Millions Drawing, which comes at 8 o'clock our time tonight. It is a prize that has now gone over a billion dollars. In fact, it's close to $1.3 billion if there's just one winner. And then we'll tell you what's left if you take the lump sum and then what's left after that. With taxes, because, you know, it's going to be hard to get by just a few hundred million if that's all you have left. So you have to plan for that. If you have big spending plans, you know, you can't think you're going to get a billion dollars because you're not. You're not going to get a billion dollars. Uh, we'll also talk about the, the taxes and all the nonsense there and Deborah Mark's dreams of buying so mm, many things with her. So wings. many things. So many. She doesn't talk to her husband. She just says, my money. <laughs> you may have bought the tickets, but I have all these plans. It's my decision. Uh, there's a story that apparently there's been a lot of theme park fights around the U.S. in the last year or so. Uh, everything gets blamed on the pandemic, right? People are just, ah, they're all up in arms. They're on edge because of the pandemic. And now that they're starting to mingle with the public again, they have short fuses. But you may have seen these videos. Someone else said because of TikTok, making a video to make it go viral is a pretty cool thing to do. Uh, once somebody gets instigated, uh, the point is maybe there were fights, but nobody was filming them and recording them and spreading them around social media before so they didn't get as much attention. But even the theme park operators say, well, yeah, sadly, uh, we're seeing a big uptick in these uh, mobs fighting each other. And I don't know how it starts. It's usually a group. And maybe it was a fight over a line. Maybe people are drinking too much. Do they, do they sell alcohol in these theme parks? I don't even know. I, I, Some. I think they do, yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't been to any of the big major... Th- I went to Universal. How many years ago was that? Five? Because the Harry Potter thing? No, I'll never do that again. Why? But and it was free tickets because it's boring. Uh, oh, and you know what it was? And I'm not very good. I get motion sick. Mm. So when they do those... Um, somebody just told me that. Oh, yeah, my niece went to Universal. And she said everything is... What do they call it? Animation. It's all... Um, in other words, it's not like the real old-fashioned sort of roller coaster rides. Everything it's CGI. Else, see, yeah, it's like CGI. It's like uh, this special you know, computer effects and stuff like that. It's you know, you just sit there in a seat and everything moves yeah. around you. Yeah, just like that. So I don't do well with that. I went to Disney World many years ago, and for the first time, went into one of those theaters where that was what was going on on a screen and everything was going on and moving around, and they kind of moved the seats a little bit. I got really sick. I, 
I did not vomit, but I thought I was pretty close to vomiting. Um, Knott's Berry Farm does sell alcohol. They do. Okay. Beer yeah, and I, wine. I, do they limit it, do you think? Or you can just stand there all day and beer and wine? I don't uh, think they limit it. Dealing with theme parks, um, this story's making news. There is a family from Baltimore who is suing the Sesame Street theme park for $25 million. If you haven't seen the video, they're claiming their daughters were snubbed by some of the costume characters <gasps> who were parading by. Uh, did you watch the video, Deborah Mark? No, it's worth I have watching not. No, I haven't seen it. This might be a bit of an overreaction. The lawsuit alleges that four employees dressed as Sesame Street characters ignored Quentin Burns, his daughter, Kennedy Burns, and other black guests during a meet and greet that occurred on June 18th. And if you watch the video, yeah, it looks like the Sesame Street character kind of sort of walks by while the little girl's waving at him or something. But, well, Sesame Street said, you know, when they're suited up like that, they don't, it limits their field of vision. They can't notice everything around them all the time and be so direct. Uh, I, I don't know. I think they found a good lawyer and they're making their case. It's possible that the Sesame Street people settle with them rather than make this a bigger story than it is. But honestly, I do you really think that costume characters at Sesame Place are racist? I, I would I would hope not. If you're going to take that job, it's because uh, you, you have some weird compulsion to dress up like a character or you do like kind of being on the spotlight. You feel like attention's drawn to you. Look, I'm Elmo. Or you're I'm an like- actor. What is this thing in the picture? Is this Oscar the Grouch that I'm looking at? Or I know where this is in Pennsylvania, is it not? I believe it is. Sesame Street Place. I think that's where it is. Sesame Street. Um, I think that's that's where it's located. Uh the Sesame Street theme park. But um I honestly, uh yeah, it says here it is a viral video. It shows two other black girls from New York apparently being snubbed by a character named Rosita during a parade at a park in Langhorn outside of Philadelphia. They've apologized, but they explained that it probably was not a slight on purpose that maybe the large, and who'd want to be in that outfit all day long? You know how hot it would be to be encased in one of these stupid furry creature outfits for the day? Who would want to do that? But I think there are some people that are, what did we call them once? They're furries that they like to dress up as? Oh, right, yeah. (laughs) Sort of animals and characters. (laughs) All right, when I return, the frenzy is all about the mega... Why are we calling it Mega Billions jackpot drawing? Because it is over a billion dollars. That is coming up tonight at 8 o'clock, and people are snapping up tickets. Oh, and my favorite. People are lining up at the lucky liquor stores and lucky convenience stores because that's where they know they sell more winning tickets. Well, you never know. I mean, you just don't. Would I drive 20 miles to find one of those places if you out of your mind? (laughs) I didn't say you. You would not. Well, that's my point. Well, you wouldn't either. You're right. I would. Did your husband drive 20 miles to find a lucky? No, we just went to a neighborhood, I think a liquor store. (laughs) All right. We'll talk about it coming up. I'll be followed by the moist line. Another keyword for a chance at $1,000. It's the John and Ken Show on KFI AM640. Deborah Mark has the news now. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. 
And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. 